back to the Habs Puck Drop Podcast. This is Game 6 from the Montreal Canadiens Vegas Golden Knights semifinal series. And this is now post-game. So we are the Western Conference champions. And we are on to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. Let's just get that out of the way right now. I'm so lost for words. Yeah, I, I don't even know what emotion to feel right now. I'm, you know processing the game that we just watched but i'm also processing you know just what an incredible postseason we've had and you know basically every single uh you know matchup we've had so far we've been the underdogs no chance these guys are getting through this no chance they're getting through winnipeg no chance they're getting through vegas and now you know we're on the way to the stanley cup and not only that but we're the first ones there which is um you know we're we're the ones meeting uh you know the uh, next guy there we're not last man in which is always nice and um you know i the i i feel the energy in the city right now sitting in our apartment and it's uh something else some you know let's just let's go through the game quick yeah. and then maybe we'll uh, so first period um shea weber with a power play goal yeah. unassisted we've so been talking about him for a while i, I really wanted him to get on the board yeah just not even not even weber in particular just our defense in mm-hmm. general like i understand the role they're playing and it's they're doing a great job at it, but you know, to get Petrie or uh, Weber on the board, I think that's just that extra puzzle piece there that'll just really, really shape us up for the Stanley Cup. That's it, and, and you know, it, it gives a good confidence too because Weber kind of pinched because he saw the turnover, puts the puck down, and just absolutely bombs it at the net. You know, the screen or no screen, that's going in. Yeah. That's just one of those shots where he's you know he's like about ten feet closer than he normally is. Just, yeah. There's very, very few goalies. Probably Carey Price is the only one where I'd be confident standing yeah, in front you of could, that. You could tell when they slowed the shot down, there was no flutter to the puck. No, it, it was, was just, just straight on a laser beam. Yeah, those are, aren't getting stopped. But Yeah, and then uh, less than a minute later, you know, the uh, Knights would respond. God, that took Smith. the wind out of us. So. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And that, that really slowed the pace of the game down, that's what I was going to say, because up and from that point on, it was very neutral zone There wasn't many chances... Um, but then in the second period, uh, Cole Caulfield Beautiful. gets a goal from Petrie and Edmondson, and this this was the first like real we have a thirty forty goal scorer on the team moment that I think I had with him. Like I, the fact that he was able to take that first touch on the pass, get around a guy like McNabb who's been throwing what probably the biggest hits of the series. Not get touched because he's he, okay. Caulfield's a lot faster than people think. Yeah, I, I misjudged him. And his then, top end speed, he's not a fast guy, but he's quick with his feet. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think he's quick, like faster in terms of top end speed that I gave him credit for. I think yeah. the guy does get up the ice quite quickly. Like not not for someone his size per like per se, but I think I keep thinking that he's a bad skater. Yeah, and he's, he's definitely really not. He's definitely not fast, but he's like faster than I thought. But. Yeah, he just I find he's been he's been really looking like he can move, which I just it's not an aspect of the game that I I thought he had. But either way, um, he goes top shelf on Robin Leonard yeah. for that. That was a real like like goal, you know. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't that was like the first back time door. he, he just sh- yeah yeah it was the first time he shot and I could tell he like put the puck where he wanted to put yeah. the puck and that's usually like a really good sign of these yeah. guys like fourth goal in the series yeah like under pressure like that a lot of guys will just shoot and mm-hmm. you know hopefully you know they, they kind of pin it into a certain area like he looked like he picked his specific spot there and that's yeah. that's nice to see so you know going into the going into the, into the finals with confidence in all these guys I think you know everyone who scored tonight is like who we needed to score going into this next round I mean you know 
we'll go into Lekkonen here at the end. But Yeah, I was going to say the, the last piece there was in overtime, Lekkonen from Dino and Gallagher. This was a line that needed to get some points on the board just for a confidence yeah. thing. Because they, they, I mean, look, they've played some of the best defensive hockey I've seen. Mark Stone did not score a goal. Max Pacioretty scored, I think, one goal. Yeah. These guys shut down the best players in the league. Not only that, but they just they didn't get any shots. Like, Mark Stone yeah. had one shot in three games. Well, they, And there you go. And so just, just to have, have be rewarded yeah. like this and, hand, and to be able to actually, you know, complete that play, that wasn't a simple play. I mean, yeah. Gallagher made a nice pass. Dano made a nice move to get some open space and a very nice pass. Yeah. And that's not the easiest shot to let go. You know, it's the puck's coming towards you and it's going away from the net. And you have to redirect it where you want while you're moving with a guy. You know, it's and it's a desperation play yeah, for the goalie. It was just a fantastic play, perfect finish. You know, it was very easy for Lekin to just shoot that over the net. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He buried it and... That would have been heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, the last piece there, and I think this is the one that, you know... It's been the story of the playoffs. Uh, Carey Price, yeah. 949 save percentage. We finally got him to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. And I, I'm not, look, I'm not making the, the bold prediction of they're guaranteed to win. But I think Price is the kind of guy that we, I think it's been said a hundred times, just get him to the finals mm-hmm. and he'll take care of the rest. Yeah, I, I have so much confidence in this team now. And, and just going into the Vegas series, I was saying how, you know, we don't have to worry about you know, these lulls in the Habs gameplay just because we're at, we're at a point now where there's so much energy in every game that, you know, when we when the Habs play with energy, we win. And, you know, it, it, those regular season games where it's kind of that unpredictable nature of it that I kind of worry about. But, you know, Stanley Cup Finals, they're going to play hard every single game. And when this team plays hard and they're running four lines, we're basically unbeatable. Whether yeah. it's Tampa or the Islanders, uh, which I wanted to get into now, uh, no, I'm confident with both. I, I, I probably have my, my favorite, but I'm interested in hearing what you what you have to say about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll jump into it first. Then I, I think that there's there's two things to be said here. Um, one, uh, you know, you can't. We'd have to do a deeper look, basically matchup wise. I think um, it's very similar to when we were talking about Colorado and Vegas. We weren't yeah. really sure and. Again, I'm going to trend towards kind of what I said last time, where I think I prefer the Islanders because, end of the day, I the less superstars on the other team, the better. That's I, I understand that's exactly what people look at us and say, but the thing is, for me, is like, you know, I'll just use a different sport for a second. Um, you never get, you know, you never bet against Tom Brady. Yeah. It's just there are guys on the ice, and look, Kucherov might be hurt, he might not, but... It didn't Point, look. Like, yeah. It didn't look like it was a series ender. Like I feel like he could make it back to the Stanley Cup finals. And, like, well, he might be back for the next game. Yeah, I know. And and I, even more so. Fine, Kucherov's out. He was out all year. Yeah. Um, Stamkos, Point, Hedman, Kalorn's a point per game. They've got Gord, Palat, uh, Sergeyev, McDonough, Vasilevsky. Like, yeah. They they just they have a lot of pieces to that team. They won last year. I would much rather be going up against a team where basically, you know, it's it's very very similar to us. And I I was just I showed this to you earlier, but for those listening, um, the last time the Habs were at the uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you know, we played the Los Angeles Kings with Wayne Gretzky, that were the third seeded team, and this Tampa would be the third seeded team, but the team that Montreal played to get to the Stanley Cup final was the New York Islanders. So, 
you know, there's there's so many weird parallels going on, and obviously it doesn't actually mean anything, but there's there's just there's something in the air right now. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's good when you can pattern recognize to a year that you know was successful. Yeah. Because, I mean that. But know. it's it's just fantastic to see. You know, these guys want it so badly. You can yeah. tell, and. Oh, it, it, we're so close now. It's yeah. it's insane. Yeah, I'm kind of stuck between who I. Yeah, I sorry. Play. So yeah, final note would be New York New because York, yeah. of um, whether or not the matchups right. I still, you know, it, it's so hard for me to say I prefer to play that yeah. Tampa Bay offense. Because yeah, you look at the team on paper, and um, you know, there, it's a no brainer, New York. But you look at us, and you know, none of these teams we should have beaten. And New York, you know, for the past two years, this has kind of been their story. I mean, the last two years, I know they've been written off, and they get decently far every time, and they kind of upset a bunch of teams. The reason why I'm I'm gonna pick New York for sure is the same reason you did, just because I can't bet against the guy who you know bring points, 14 goals in, in the postseason. You got Steven Stamkos. You got you know best defenseman in the league. You know Vesna goalie, uh, Kucherov's probably going to be back. Like this team is just really well made, and um, you know they're very confident. But the reason why I'm hesitant with New York is because I worry about the fact that they they run four lines as well. And like Barzal obviously runs their offense, but they do get a lot of contributions down. You know all four lines, and I worry about you know utilizing Dano properly in that sense. And you know, obviously, you play him against Barzal, but you know, it, it's much more of a tricky team to play uh, just because there's not that oh shit line um, that Tampa has. But that being said, Vegas and Vegas was kind of a similar thing. I mean, Vegas has contributions through all four lines. Their top line, you know, Dano shut them. Dano Lekin and Gallagher shut them down. Um, so, you know, if we beat Vegas, I feel like we can beat the Islanders. It's just going to be a bit more of a defensive um, a defensive challenge for us to break through. I, I worry a bit about, well, I don't worry, but I, I hope we learn a bit about uh, how we played against Calgary in the regular season. I feel like the Islanders' defensive, the, the, the Islanders' blue line plays a lot like Calgary, but they're like a notch better. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a lot of trouble getting past that Calgary blue line. But... End of the day, I don't want to shoot on Vasilevsky. I don't want to, you know, start getting wrist shots taken on Price from Hedman. I don't want, you know, one-timers from Stamkos on the power play. I don't want to play Tampa Bay's power play at all. That was it. And the question I would pose to you is with New York, understanding they're a strong defensive team, though, but they're a very poor offensive team. Like, mm-hmm. they really are not. And even during the lot, season, yeah. I think they were in the bottom third of the league in scoring. You know, do you? The, my question to you would be: Do you like cross multiply here? Do you think that our goal scoring ability would trump their defense before their offense would trump our yeah, defense? That, that's. I think yes. Yeah. Because again, Sor- uh, Sorokin and Varlamov—they both deserve a lot of praise. They played great. It's Carey Price. Mm. Like it's Carey Price. You're you're not as you need. Look at the teams that Price has put up 950s against. Yeah. We're talking about the Maurice Rocker Richard winner with one of the most os- explosive offenses in, well, first in the league. In with league, Toronto, yeah. Exactly, Toronto. Um, the Jets, who had multiple tools at their disposal. Look, we got we got very 
I don't say lucky because it was at the expense of Jake Evans, but we, we did luck out that Mark Scheifele was out of that series. Yeah. However, I don't think it would have changed much. Nah, Maybe so. five games instead of four. If, it didn't, if that line didn't produce and the Pat Trady stone Stevenson line didn't produce, uh, then, sorry, I got that backwards. If, Steve, if Pat Trady stone Stevenson didn't produce, then I don't think that line would have produced just because, yeah, like on paper, you know, you know Wheeler, uh, Scheifele, Connor, I'd take them over that, over Vegas top line, but... You know, stats wise, this year, no, no, they're well, that's, that, that that's it. Much, I was gonna better. say, like, I that and that that's it. Just to just to list off a couple of names here, very of guys who just couldn't get past Carey Price. We've got Matthews, Marner. I'll put an asterisk next to Tavares. I'm not gonna include him, but Matthews, Marner, um, Wheeler, Connor, um, Ehlers, even to a certain degree, Dubois, Stone, Pacioretty. I'll even put uh, Marcia So up there. Okay. He had a lot. Tuck. Like, we're talking about guys who, you know, if we look right now at the goal-scoring leaders for the, the NHL, like even for the playoffs, I'm saying, these guys were not able to score on Carey Price. Like, he ruined their playoff stats. Yeah, you know? and all the goals that did go in, again, this series, it's a trend from Winnipeg, too. It's a trend from, um, from uh, Toronto as well, which, again, adds to my... My uh, argument to, to play the Islanders is that all these goals come from heavy screened point shots that you're not going to get good shots from the Islanders on. Like The Islanders don't have that defenseman that can really lay it on you. And uh, they also don't have um, you know, bodies like Vegas to get in front of the net to clog yeah. up those lanes. There's so, about one or two, and that's it. Yeah, maybe, they got, yeah exactly. Maybe Matt Martin and It's just Vegas is just homogeneously big. Like yeah. They don't have small guys. And, and the Islanders are about ten pounds lighter than Vegas. Yeah, much, I think much they hover to a one on average. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, it's um, and specifically their forwards aren't very big. Yeah. And it's, well, they have some deep guys, but regardless, like they their big players aren't big at all, and like they're not going to clog those lanes for the defensemen, uh, like Vegas did, and like Winnipeg did, and you know to an extent like how Toronto did, because you know we forget Matthews is actually pretty big. Yeah. You know, Thornton gets in front of the net, but. Um, I just Hyman. I I just don't see that issue coming from the Islanders. Like no. I don't see that defenseman. Like, it's also not their their game. Their no. game is very much like and you see all the time they play a perimeter game and then yeah. they just try and get shots in. Again, there's there's guys on both teams. I mean, the thing is like, like how useful is Barzal's speed going to be against like a guy like Byron? Like yeah, I, I well, that's know. it. And it's I'm just... and I'm just saying like there's three teams left. There's no good option. These yeah. are the top three teams. Exactly. All right. So for me, it's just like. The worst option for me is, is Tampa. Tampa Bay. And I mean, yeah. again, it's the defending champions. He, they've got all the superstars. Look, we're two years removed from Kucherov putting up 120 points mm. in 82 games. Yeah. So I just, if I don't have to play them, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. It's again, it's it, it's almost, you know, it's almost selfish for me because I don't want to sit on the edge of my seat and every time Steven Stamkos touches the puck, my butthole clinches. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, Great fun watching those first four games against Toronto. Every time where we Matthews, got outscored twelve to four. Yeah, yeah, where Matthews touches the puck, you hear the crossbar every second shot. Well, that's it's it, like, and it's it's just yeah. not it's not pleasant. Yeah, I'd be much more comfortable with like Jordan Everly. You know? Well, that's that's it, and um, you know, I, I do want <laughs> I do want to take a moment though. Uh, Mark Bergevin, I never like he it was like Christmas morning for yeah. him. First of all, he had like a mini like like. Like spaz yeah, yeah, like it was like yeah. it was. It's just I, like I'm so happy to see yeah. how invested he is because you know what he's been given so much 
crap for so many yeah. years and like it's finally all come together and like this was his vision all along we know it yeah. he's very open about it and um the other thing is i just like i can't get over him kissing lekin in on the bench <laughs> he probably is like literally like I, I i don't think he knows what to do with himself yeah. right now like he was so giddy like he was shaking yeah um, so nice to see it's just i i just respect that guy so much and like i for like he was robbed yeah. of uh gm oh, yeah, of the year big time like we're just very briefly going to lou lamorello won gm of the year the two big moves that lamorello did this year was trade devin Tays away for yeah. two seconds devin Tays had you know by all metrics a uh, an norris level yeah. year and uh he brought in palmary and zajac for a couple of picks like yeah, this I this don't... wasn't this wasn't a phenomenal well, he, he won by basically a uh you know like kind of how the the technicality, the technicality. He, well, he got more so, second like, place he got votes. the he got the most version got the most first place votes but he didn't the way that the voting works is it's he didn't score, get enough yeah. to get uh, first exactly place. like first place votes are weighed heavier than and i think top five counts for yeah, points so basically all that it meant was like a lot of people voted version first and they voted in like fifth so yeah it's kind of like no in between and then which is beyond me i don't know how anyone could not see i don't know how you vote him fifth because like his, his second biggest category was fourth and fifth which i, I, and, I don't yeah and this that. again like I'm, I'm just looking at what he did because it's, it's by year right like yeah. you don't judge the guy on his whole plan but again Signed Jake Allen, signed Joel Edmondson, signed Jeff, uh, Jeffy, signed Corey Perry, signed Tyler Toffoli, acquired Josh Anderson, signed Cole Caulfield. It me off. Like, it's, it's like, what else do they There's want from thing, I think, you know, journalists and, and, you know, everyone who ever votes for these things have to keep in mind, and people forget it every single time, it's this year. Yeah, I know. Like, people forget that all the time. Even when they're nominating, like, Vesna goalies. It's, like, this year. Well, a good example <laughs> is, like... Not, it's not their career. No, it's exactly. Like, and a good example is, like, I forget the reporter's name, but uh, there was a reporter that was asked why she didn't vote for Austin Matthews for the, um... I forget which award. It was the... the yeah. The, the like, gentlemanly, uh, the lady yeah, ladle, yeah, lady, lady Bing, lady which Bing. the ladle Bing, <laughs> the lady Bing trophy, which is like the the sportsman and the gentleman. Um, and she said, like, you know, I still can't really get over the uh, the cab incident where he was like drunk and mooning people. I was like, that's two and a half years ago. Yeah, you have to get over it. Yeah. He's nominated this year. Yeah, it's like it doesn't mean you vote for him like in spite of that, but like you look at this year in a in a like a bubble. Yeah. And again, so again, uh, Bergevin is the winner in our, all our hearts. We know he is. He's got the most first place votes, like you said. Yeah. But um, Stanley Cup playoffs. I just can't Stanley believe. Cup like, finals. I don't think it's fully registered. 19, I think it's because it, I think it's yeah. probably the time of night. Like I, I think when I wake up in the morning, I'm gonna be like, holy shit. No, this is gonna be numb to me until until the puck drops in game yeah. one. I think Monday night. I can't believe it. I mean, either. It's, uh, I feel like I'm going to have a nosebleed. Me too. <laughs> like, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to wake up in the middle of the night like, <gasps> Yeah, exactly. It's all, you know, yeah, it just, it hasn't hit me yeah, yet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, another thing Jesse was talking about before we started recording was it's nice these teams are on the East Coast. Yeah. You know, so it's going to keep the games at around 7, 7.30, which is nice. Um, you know, longer podcast, a little more crisp for you guys. And oh, just because I wanted to mention it, because we, we touched on it in the the pre series. So with their win of the Clarence Campbell Bowl, the Canadians are the first franchise in the NHL's history to win every single possible trophy, yeah. because this is awarded to the Western Conference champions. This is the only year that Montreal is going to be a Western team. Yeah. So. Um, just more history in the making, yeah. honestly. Uh, 
So even if like a, another pandemic hits or something like that, we get some wicked bird flu in ten years, the chances that the NHL sets it up like exactly like this again, and then for us to make it to the conference finals just so low, it's pretty safe to say this will never happen again. Yeah, and if it does, like I'll 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 eat my words. I don't yeah. care. It's, it's, it's just it's incredible. But yeah. we've like it's just it's cool to note now. Like if you're if you're talking about a culture of winning, mm-hmm. and like just like the the. That's it, a culture of winning. Like, this is a city of champions in terms of hockey, and, you know, it, it just doesn't get you better than this. We're off to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs, and, like... I keep saying playoffs, and I mean finals. Finals, yeah. It's, that's, uh, that's, I'm giving that to the night. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it wasn't too long ago we're playing Philly, and that felt like the, the culmination of our efforts, and, like, if we could just get through this, and if we just keep hitting these walls and these walls and these walls, whether it be goaltending like last year, like Carter Hart, or just scoring droughts. This is the first year. It just feels like everything's just falling into place. Yeah. And, you know, this season almost felt like the like the railroad tracks just connected perfectly together. And, like, guys who we needed to, like, really just push us to that next level just, you know, pulled it together. Like, you know, Anderson got a little bit better. You know, I'd say he's probably at 75% of where I need him to be. But better than basically in Winnipeg where he was at like ten percent, and and Toronto where he was at like five percent. So he's there. Um, now we have de- uh, defense scoring. Weber scored tonight, so like you know that's up there. You know Arturi Lekkinen, obviously incredible playoffs, but he really shined in, in the Vegas and uh, Winnipeg series. Um, oh, sorry, not not to cut you out there. Just I, I realized too because I was listing all of Bergevin's acquisitions. Gustafson, Merrill, Gustafson, like yeah. he got the defensive depth. Merrill's yeah. been good. Merrill's been good, yeah. No like complaints. Gustafson's been good. So when people say that they're not, they're not loving Merrill. I like I, I kind of question what they mean by that because like one, yeah. that line doesn't play very much. Like Gustafson's there to play the power play, and Merrill probably probably plays like like the penalty kill, like nine ten minutes. And night, and like, and that's the thing. And he's big on the penalty kill. And if there's one thing we know about the Habs penalty kill right now, yeah, it is. So premium. Yeah, I'm just I I, I know it's a lot of people ripping on John Merrill. I, I'm guilty of it too. I think it's because he's not flashy, and I think it's yeah. because we don't see him enough, so we assume that, that he's, he's not good. Yeah, not doing anything. But I, I I've said it before, even on the podcast, a third pairing defenseman that you don't notice is the best kind of third pairing defenseman to have, especially if you're playing a top four like we are, yeah. like a, a top four that's basically you know chewing all the minutes. I mean, like, what do you want Merrill to do? I mean, like, yeah. you know, and he's doing his job. Yeah, doing his job. It's just like. Uh, you know he's very he's he's Brett Kulak just better defensively and less offensive upside mm-hmm. and you know that that's what you kind of need on a third pair because you don't need a guy with um, you know strict offensive upside on the third pairing he's not going to play the power play just because there's not enough time for him to do anything so oh, exactly you might as well play John Merrill and there's nothing to Bergman to get all the uh, guys on for the picture you know like Tatar. Yeah. And uh, Evans and all these, like, you know, guys who, and Romanov even just, like, acknowledging that, you know, like, even though you're scratched right now, like, you're yeah. part of why we got here. There's just, honestly, there's no, there's no chink in armor right now. No. Like, there's nothing. I can't think of a single thing that I would need us to do better on. So, I, you know, these three days are big. You know, we, we wait to see who we play tomorrow night, and then we fly out there. You yeah, know. they're going to have to play running, basically, in the third period. Yeah. And they're just going to get on and fly, basically. What would Honestly, I'm, what I would even consider is leaving tonight, flying to uh, New York, and worst case, you then continue. 
So it's not yeah. like you're just you're already ha- like not halfway, but like a quarter of the way there. You're already kind of set up. You've done all like the the bags and everything. Just like really yeah. like maximize as much time as possible. Yeah. As as crazy as that seems, because it's you know it's twelve twelve a.m. Basically, I I, I kind of on board with you there, just because I don't want them to. Not that I think they would, but you want to milk as much of this momentum as possible. I don't want them to have like a night's sleep at home that's i was about to say it sounds really really uh bad to say but like i don't want any of them to go home and see their families i know yeah like it's it just because it's, 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 like well, it makes you it makes you yeah. soft yeah there's no other way to yeah. put it in like i i don't blame them but like even looking at carrie price like i'm not trust i'm not worried about carrie price but when he's skating They're around at the end he's waving at his daughter it's like you i i'm not look i am never going to criticize his his focus and his like work mm. ethic and his ability yeah. but it's like it's um, maybe not him I'm worried about, but what happens if, like, um, you know, a, I don't know, Sherratt goes home and, mm-hmm. you know, he, he kind of just gets a little too comfortable. Yeah. And, like, we need him to have his edge, kind of, you yeah. know? And it's, it's like, a, it's it's almost funny in that sense. Yeah, that it's, it's just, like, like, you don't want it. It basically comes down to, like, don't change anything now. Exactly. Just, just like, keep going till the job's done. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, we, you know, it's an extra day's rest, which is huge. So, like, you really got to make sure yeah, that we can tomorrow is, you know. Check on whatever Weber's uh, un- undiagnosed mom you know, injury that he yeah, has. Well, yeah, I think that's tell. just, like, either that or I, I honestly feel like it's, like, anti-slash, maybe. Just because yeah, he gets it on the too. wrist yeah, so often. I saw Perry wearing that, too. Yeah, they're all anti-slash guards, probably. Yeah, like, they're especially all Especially, it's right, right along now. the thumb, too, yeah. where it would break. They're all fucked up right yeah. now. I, I think not one of them does matter. No, they're all, they're all deeply <laughs> yeah. wounded. But, oh, I wanted to also mention, um, just because we're talking about equipment, for those who ever saw Mark Stahl, the knob on the top Mark of his Stone, stick. Yeah. What did I say? Stahl. Uh, Mark Stone. Um, you know, and he's got about four feet of tape on the top. <laughs> So I was curious to what it was, and I looked it up. It's he broke his hand actually against Montreal a few years ago, and back when he was on Ottawa, and he um, it's harder for him to squeeze. So the wider pad lets him hold with a, like less of a grip. Yeah, which yeah, is if interesting. If you look at the nub, it kind of looks like a what they required you to do in, in minor hockey so you couldn't get the, the butt of your stick through the cage. Yeah. But it looks like that, but all the way down the shaft. Yeah, it's just massive. Yeah, but it looks like a fat grip on it. Yeah. But anyway, um, we will. Yeah, we'll have a series preview. Uh, we'll yeah. have a series preview that comes out Saturday, I guess, once we see the the winner of, of tomorrow night's game. Yeah. Hope all you guys watch that game because that's you know it's, you know we got to start looking at how these guys play even as fans. Yep. To make some informative critiques here, and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys Saturday. Thank you for listening to the Habs Puck Drop podcast. You can email us your thoughts, questions, and suggestions through our email at habspuckdrop at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at habspuckdrop. We'll see you next time.